It's exactly five past one. A very good afternoon to you and this is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. So, I think I was speaking to a friend of mine this morning that asked me why would I be doing the trip to Palestine and I said that, look, I've made a very public apology and a part of that apology was to educate myself and to re-educate myself and me approaching BDS and I want to make that very clear as I'd approach BDS myself but I also want to know that in no way does this mean that I'm radicalizing myself to one side or radicalizing myself to another because I feel like almost this entire debate has also sparked it's become a political debate and you know you almost felt caught up in the middle. Um, I feel for me this is a humanitarian issue. Um, I'm very, like I've been very disappointed in myself for not knowing and being fully aware of what was happening in Gaza and sometimes ignorance can be just as bad as having those thoughts. So I, you know it's been, it's been a tough couple of days um, but I think you know a lot of people have asked me about um, are you worried about losing work? Are you the endorsements? Um, I think from my side, that is not a primary concern of mine at the moment. I think, rightfully so, a lot of brands should distance themselves from all this conflict. But um, the one thing I think I've realised in all of this, you know, I said to Mohammed, "Do you think anyone will come today?" I was expecting to see one or two people here, but I do have a voice. So if that is the only thing I have left, I can use that now in a positive way. Um, or you know, I could sit back and say, look, I, I give up, I'm going to cry myself, and we all know I cried, but I can stay crying, I can say I'm going to kill myself, but I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use the voice that I have to discuss the humanitarian issues, to share what I learn. And as I said to him, it's a journey, it's going to be a journey for me. Um, and I hope that other people that might perhaps have been ignorant before can share in that journey with me, learn more, know more, understand more. I feel certainly in the last 48 hours, the, the last three days, my eyes have been opened to what is happening. Um, and you can't unsee, you can't, when you've seen, you can't unsee that, you can't unread it. So I think my life has changed its course in a way and probably started a completely new journey for me. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, sorry can't just be a word, it must be an action. and. My apologies will come in my actions moving forward. So that's what we are talking about today. Have you made a faux pas or a mistake on social media that landed yourself in hot water? SA celeb Shashi Naidu is just one prime example of an oopsie that went wrong when she says she published, and that's in inverted commas, someone else's comments on Israel as her own, and that landed her in a lot of trouble. Now, she has received death threats and has had to take a break from social media for a while, but hey, Naidu has since asked for help and guidance from the Palestine Solidarity NPO Boycott Divestments and Sanctions South Africa, or BDS. And I think she even scored herself a free trip to Palestine, as you heard in that clip when she uh, opened that uh, show this afternoon. Well, let's ask Shashi. I've invited her to be part of the program a little later on. Good afternoon, I'm Salma Patel and this is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. I'm filling in for Taresh who is on leave for the next two weeks. I want to hear what you have to say. So you can call me in studio on 089-310-8789 or you can WhatsApp your comments or voice notes on the number 071-613-7803. And um, if you are following me and chuckling at my hashtag Shahrukh Jan posts, when he asks me, put me in the Facebook, well, then you have all the right to comment. Also, um, with free access to Wi-Fi, there are many, many, many gentlemen and bullies who send and resend things to me at an alarming rate on WhatsApp. I even received the sardine video from 2010. You can clearly see it's a poor quality video, probably shot from a Blackberry. I'm just kidding, Rachel. But uh, it's old. But many people got offended when I told them that it's an old video. I even have my favorite friend Mr. Govinder who calls me all the time to tell me that he is now a better journalist than I and that he has access to all this information so what's the need for radio? Mr. Govinder video did not kill the radio star and social media won't either. 
because as Queen sang, all you need is Radio Gaga. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. The following story contains graphic description which may upset sensitive people, including children. Yes, we are going to talk about certain sensitivities, but we're also going to take into account what it actually means to share too much of information on social media. Just taking a look at my timeline on social media, I see so many personal photos of people and their children and their families, what food they ate, where they went on holiday, how bad their gastric flu was, and uh, heaven forbid... It's the 200th duck mouth pouting selfie. Everybody posts anything and everything. And this can actually affect many things. Court cases, marriages, relationships, your employment. Remember that airline passenger, etc.? Well, are you guilty of posting too much on social media? Our guest in studio is respected clinical psychologist Dr. Sharona Rawat, who's often quoted in uh, such good magazines as Cosmopolitan and Glamour. Doctor, it's a pleasure being with you on the show this afternoon and welcome to Newsbreak Talk. Thank you so much. Lovely to be here. And uh, it's a while we haven't been together. Yes, hey. both of us, that's true. Well, we're going to have fun with this one. Also, Newsbreak Talk producer Rachel Vardy managed to chat to social media expert Nazrini Ibrahim from Socially Acceptable, talking about netiquette and infringing on other people's rights. And you know, those cute pictures you post about your babies and someone else's babies? Well, Karen Pillay is an independent child's rights activist and she gives us the lowdown on how dangerous posting children's pictures can be. In the meantime, you can Call me on 089-310-8789. We're talking social media netiquette. Are you posting a bit too much information on social media and a bit too much information? What does it actually mean for you? Um, you might have heard uh, the breakfast show uh, this week, sometime this week, where O'Neill played a particular YouTube video. I'm going to play you a few clips from there so you can decide for yourself and ask yourself these pertinent questions before you call in studio. 089-310-8789. People have to understand, are you using your device or is your device using you? Can you put it down? Can you turn it off? If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Hmm. So what do you do? That's a great question. What is the long-term effect of too much information? So that's what we're asking. What is the long-term effect of too much information? But let's go to Dr. Rawat right now because we want to actually find out what what the, the the entire Shashi Naidu incident that happened and talking about celebrities and what she did, Doc? In your opinion, how will this actually affect the psyche of other social media users now? I think you know when you look at celebrity, you know a lots of times people idolize celebrities and they look up to what they say and what they do, and we have this impression of you know a lot of times celebrities are quite good looking, well put together, and from a psychological perspective, people always give a positive attribution to good looks or positive kind of uh, images. And so we assume that they know best, they well informed, their opinions are good. Um, and so when we hear something that clashes with what we know to be true, it's quite a shock. And unfortunately, you know, as you would know in, in, in everyday life, idolizing individuals often results in a huge fall once people realize that that is not the case. And I think that's part of what happened. And social media then adds another context to that in that people don't realize that there is a distance between you and that individual. As you follow that individual, you see things, you hear things, they share everything. You think you know them, you think you're part of their family, you think you're part of their inner circle. And so what happens again is then that gives people a lot of times the leverage in a sense. They feel that they have a right now to say what they want. And that's where we end up with more abuse. So it goes both ways in that a celebrity can obviously say something that is not true or contradictory or, or right, you know, downright negative. And uh, what happens in afterwards is like an onslaught of abuse in a sense to that celebrity. So it's a, it's a both ways kind of thing where there's so much of negativity going on because there's no boundaries. Boundaries just disappear because people have this feeling that I'm just part of their life and I can say what I want and do what I want. Um, and so that's the danger with that kind of thing. And I think that's how this thing spiraled. And I think with uh, Shashi as well, I don't think she realized uh, also the boundary aspect of it in that you're sharing and you're doing all this and you just say what you want. You don't realize because you think it's you and your device. It's me and my device. There's nobody here. You do not see the audiences around that are actually listening. And there's an audience listening. Um, and for her, it goes into maybe thousands. Um, and so I don't think she realized that. as such. She just 
did whatever, said whatever. And a lot of fuss also on social media, sometimes share things without reading the whole thing or checking the whole thing. Now, she took stuff put together and just put it out there. And she's actually now suffering the consequences of that because every single thing put into that is now attributed to her. And now she's had to go back and relook at that and realize that, okay, wait, this is me, this is not me, this is me, and this is not. And so now she's had to take it a lot seriouser than she would have done before. And it's also very dangerous, like you said, because it's hmm. the proximity, the closeness yes. that people feel yes. to that celebrity yes. that's dangerous. It's like there's nothing between you, you know, and I think that's where the biggest problem comes in. Personally, I just want to let you know, Sharup Jan, the mm. hashtag that was yes. created, the novelty. Yes. I didn't realize that we, there's so many followers and there's so many people. So when my husband asks me, mm. put me in the yes. Facebook <laughs> and I go and I put those little yes. things, put me in the Facebook, yeah. those status updates. Um he doesn't realize as well the number of people that are watching absolutely, him. Absolutely, absolutely. And he's a celebrity in his own right now. Absolutely. And it's quite funny because it's now like a catch line. <laughs> it is. The, the hashtag Shah Rukh Jan. Yeah. Well, we're not talking about Shah Rukh Jan particularly today. We're talking about are South Africans posting too much of information on social media? The number you can call me on 089-310-8789. Is there a limit? Are there no limits? 089-310-8789. You can also WhatsApp me in studio. Uh, the number there is, um, oh, Rachel, do you know the number? 071-613-7803. That's the number, 071-613-7803. But first, um, Rachel Vardy managed to uh, get hold of um, social media expert Nazreen Ibrahim from Socially Acceptable. And here she gives us a few tips on social media netiquette and also infringing on other people's rights. Are South Africans posting too much on social media? Well, I think um, they have the same kind of trend ability as the rest of the world. So if we've got 16 million people currently using Facebook, and the number grows according to the rest of the social networks. We've got Twitter on 8 million, Instagram on 3.8 million, LinkedIn 6.1 million, and YouTube with 8.74 million users. I don't think it's a case of them posting too much, but the kind of content that they choose to put out. So there's a, a vast difference between those two actions, purely because you can post all the time, post every day, but the kind of content you post and the impact that it has on your community of users that engage with you daily or people who just happen to come upon it is a different story. When one looks at the Sashi Naidu case, she mm-hmm. claims that she copied and pasted information. How dangerous is this? So it's incredibly surprising that in this day and age, people still uh, rely on the fact that if they see a piece of information that they assume to be true, that it would be. And that, uh, for me, uh, tells me maybe she did it in a, in a spur of the second moment, but with the immense detail of her post, it doesn't appear to be so. So that is quite weak in its response, and a lot of people may offer that as a suggestion. But people lose sight that the moment something posted on social media sites is considered published, um, and therefore subject to laws applicable to traditional media, such as newspapers. And this is the thing, right? Freedom of expression, it's not an absolute right. As soon as you publish something that has a negative impact on the rights of others, then your right to freedom of expression may be limited. And this is, I think, the fine line that people forget very quickly because it's very easy. We are all publishers. incredibly easy to type up something to a comment that you saw, and it spirals out of control within seconds. So it's incredibly dangerous not to question first what... Uh, with an objective mindset, but it doesn't allow us to infringe on the rights of others and put that out into space that immediately impacts the rest of the world. So what is the impact of putting out things into space that, like you say, infringes on another person's right? Hmm. So, you know, Rachel, we talk about hate speech, right? The hate speech is where the contention or the conflict and, and the absolute yes or no, right or wrong comes in. Hate speech is considered speech, gesture, writing, display, anything that will incite violence or prejudicial action against a protected individual group, or if it intimidates a protected individual or group. Now, the law around that is that the law may identify a protected individual or protected group by disability, ethnicity, gender, nationality, religion, race, sexual orientation, or other characteristics. And the freedom of speech is a constitutional right, but not an absolute defining right like um, a divine law 
if what you say or publish on a social media platform will have a negative impact on the rights of someone else. And that's when your right then is limited because you're inciting hate, prejudice, violence. In this case, there are a few examples we've seen in the South African industry that was taken to court and obviously a, a legal precedent is set. There was a case in Hawking where a woman was awarded 40,000 rand in damages when she claimed that her former husband and his new wife were bad-mouthing her on Facebook. And then the judge found that although the former husband was not the author of the post, he was tagged in them and he knew about them. So what he did was allow himself to have an association with that post and this created a joint liability with the author of the post. This kind of legal precedent that it sets shows that the courts are taking it seriously. You're subject to traditional laws that apply to truth traditional media, like newspapers and magazines and similar. And so I think people use the options of stop, think, and consult. Stop, think, consult. Why would you do that? You'd stop because you understand that this could have a larger impact on society and on yourself for the future of yourself, your family, your children, your community, the people that you associate with. Think because it's important to critically analyze what we do in our daily lives. Does it make sense? Will it hurt other people? Is this in keeping with what my values are? Is it in keeping with being constitutionally appropriate so that I protect the values of other people around me? What do these things mean to you? And are you creating a better world because of what you think and what you say? And uh, that was uh, Nazreen Ibrahim from Socially Acceptable. And uh, she is a uh, social media expert talking about netiquette and infringing on other people's rights. And uh, you know those cute pictures you post about your babies, someone else's babies as well? Well, Karen Pillay, we're going to chat to her in a little while. She's an independent child rights activist and she will give us the lowdown on how dangerous that is posting children's pictures can be. In the meantime, you can call us in studio 089 I'm waiting to take your calls and hear what you have to say about this. You can also uh, send me a WhatsApp message, but please do tell me your name as well. I'd like to know who you are. The number is 071-613-7803. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. It's exactly 23 minutes past one. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM with me, Salma Patel. It's good to keep you company now. I want to hear what you have to say about social media and are South Africans posting a bit too much information on social media. We saw from the Shashi Naidu incident, we did invite Shashi to studio and we're asking her to tell us her side of the story. But all this actually uh, came about from a story that we did a little earlier on in Newsbreak uh, a couple of weeks ago where it was found that cybersecurity experts from the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research, or CSIR, have urged the public to be mindful of what they post on social media and to carefully check the permission lists when they download applications. Why? Because they found that certain networks, social mining data, vulnerability, data science for public safety and cybersecurity awareness, and they brought this up. These are the researchers at the CSIR. They said uh, allowing apps more access onto your phone than required could lead to security risks and expose personal information. Well, the lines are lighting up like Diwali Day. Let's go straight there and speak to Louis Pillay. Louis, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ms. Patel. How are you? I'm well, Mr. Pillay. Are you still sending me that uh, video from 2010 about the sardines? Yes, yes. I, I can still <laughs> con- continue. <laughs> Even so, so yeah, you're just going to abuse your free Wi-Fi and send me those videos? Yeah, okay. I think we need to talk about, you know, fake profiles now. Now, this person does not exist in, in, in WhatsApp. So, you know, to send reports and fake news is dangerous, like the one that we received last week. I know the Indians are not welcome in case of them. That and one I you think, sent you know, me? Yes. Now, that was a fake one. But it was going all over in case of them. Because, the because Mr. Pillay, why do you think that's so? Did anyone yeah. stop and verify? Yeah, well, there were people investigating it. And the profile was fake. But how do... But in the meantime, the damage had been done because everyone had gone on social media, downloaded that particular, uh, you know, Facebook page or whatever it is, and sent it on all those WhatsApp groups. And everybody just reacted and got angry and got more angry. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. And that's what social media does. 
Yes, and now uh, racism is rife in South Africa, if you look at the way things are going on. No, racism was always here. It's just not one social yeah. media post that caused it. But I, I get what yeah. you're saying. Thank you very much for giving us your thoughts on social media and how it actually grows from one thing. It, I think the word is mushroom, Sharona. It just mushrooms from one thing to another. Absolutely. Now, although social media is really not tangible in a sense, I can't really feel it, but the same rules apply as in reality. So from your perspective, what should social media users be wary of? I think, you know, the, the rules have to be modified. I think they'd be more stringent on social media than it would be in reality. In reality, we'll be relying on a lot of other nuances. When we communicate with somebody, we're looking at body language and we're looking at other things. So we're reading things in a person, tone of voice, that kind of thing. We also kind of read appropriateness from that. So if I tell you something and I can see a little bit of a different reaction, I may stop saying something that I was going to say or not continue on those lines if I see an opinion that differs from mine. So we read each other. In social media, there's no reading. You're just throwing it out there and then waiting to see whatever happens. Or actually not even waiting sometimes because a lot of people do this just like as a one-way stream. They're not Mm. always looking for, they're looking for admiration or, yeah, but an attention in the sense of likes and that kind of thing. Isn't that similar to fishing? We just throw our bait into the ocean or into the river or something and wait for someone to bite? Yeah, I think think there's a lot of that that happens in social media as well. So I think there's that illusion of safety. People think they're just throwing out there and there's no, you know, like repercussions or consequences Mm. to that. And they just say whatever and do whatever. So they do and say things that are more intense than they would under normal conditions. So mm. if I'm facing you, I may mediate or moderate my stuff. Mm. But on on social media, people are not doing that. They mm. just kind of think, this is my firm, I'll do what I want. You know, that kind of a thing. And, and, and it's similar to the video that we heard uh, with Denzel Washington where he says, it comes to a point where people just don't care anymore. We're going to Absolutely. listen to that clip uh, in a short while. Thank, thank you very much, Doctor. One of the points that Doctor did bring up is that uh, also found in the CSIR study is that some people post pictures of their vehicles with a number plate clearly visible. So it makes it easier for criminals to clone the registration number. I'm going to say that again. Some people post pictures of their vehicles with a number plate clearly visible, making it easier for criminals to clone the registration number. That's not what I'm saying. It's something that was found by CSIR researchers who are saying, are South Africans posting too much information on social media? You've seen the post, I'm sure. When you scroll down your timeline, you see the post. Oh, I'm so blessed. I got a new car. Yay, we're happy for you. But I don't want to know whether your number plate is Lucker Ride ZN. That's not my problem. <laughs> what we want to know is that you're happy you've got this car. It's, it's brilliant for you. But aren't you giving me a bit too much information when you're posting your number plate and you're posting the make and model of your car and you're posting all that little information that you normally wouldn't stand on a soapbox and actually do that, would you? Would you? Um, we're going to go to WhatsApp lines right now. I've got Lorna who says violence and making death threats are not the way to resolve issues. When someone has made an error of judgment, dialogue is the way. And I think she's talking about the Shashi Naidu incident as well. Well, uh, like I said a little earlier, we did invite Shashi Naidu to the show to tell us her side of the story but uh, she politely declined and sent me the following message hi salma i have taken a bit of a break i'm on a spiritual retreat well shashi we wish you all the best on your journey of discovery let's go straight to the lines right now i've got salim on line three good afternoon salim hello hi salim hello yes my name is actually kevendra modli and i would like to comments about the topic that you are discussing on social media in South Africa. Lovely, Kivendran. Go ahead. Okay. My name is Kivendran Modli. I'm a 25-year-old male, and I actually stay in Vellum. I'm also a final-year law student. Mm-hmm. Now, the topic you are discussing is relevant in so many reasons, and I would like to discuss a post that I put up on my Instagram recently. I'm actually born and raised in Vellum, mm. and if you're keeping up with the news recently, you realize Vellum has become under a lot of negativity. Mm. We had the murder at the mosque. Mm. We had the case about a girl being continuously raped and abused by a stepchild. And now a lot of people are actually viewing Verlum as a negative place, but this is totally wrong. For the 25 years that I've lived there, I've had many wonderful memories. And Verlum is a rich and diverse community where people are passionate about sports and business. But due to all of the comments about Verlum, I have friends messaging me, being afraid to come and visit me and People expressing this view that Venom is such a terrible place when it's actually not. But Mr. Moodley, so you know that people will always create hype. Hey? That social media, yeah. whatever you see on it, does have an effect. But yeah. you need to 
analyze you to the point that whatever you say is broadcasted like a big billboard on the end too. You need to be specific to what you say and you need to realize that your words have consequences. There you go. Coming from a law student, Mr. Mudli, thank you very much for giving us your input no, as well. Thank you for your time. This is a wonderful topic you are discussing and uh, I'm glad to contribute. You have a lovely day now. You too, Mr. Mudli. Take care. And there you have it, a young law student telling us if you can't put it up on a billboard, if you won't put it up on a billboard, why put it up on social media? 0893108789. Mrs. Govinder is on line four. Good afternoon, Mrs. Govinder. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon to your um, guests. Asaima, it, it is such a cheap form of gossip. You know, in the olden days, people used to stand across the fence and gossip. And from one neighbor to another, you, that gossip was in that community. So they found out the truth. I find this is so, uh, you know, disgusting in any event, whether it's spiritual or mourning uh, uh, a, lost, a loved one, you find these people with that cell phone or whatever gadget in their hand, they mm. are just there displaying themselves, showing how inhuman they are in all the preparation that we do. I hope you're Even not displaying they... yourself on social media, Mrs. Govinda. Sorry? I hope you're not displaying yourself on social media. Definitely not my oh, own grown telephone. And just a cell phone, my simple mm. A cell phone. Mm. I want to hear your voice, Selma. Mm. Mm. That might be just a first and one moment we will be talking to each other and we don't know which part of the world we're going to end up. Mm. And I'm never going to hear that voice again. And, you know, uh, this kind of uh, messaging around is so uncalled for. Mm. I, I'm living here in my head here. It's going to be 40 years. Mm. We have, in my home, my husband was attacked by three guys mm-hmm. left with 62 stab wounds. Luckily, he survived that, but uh, eventually he had a very beautiful death. Mm. But I left this place uh, saying, you know what, I am surrounded now. I have to give up. Everybody gave up uh, on the old situation. I stuck it out, but now I am surrounded by such wonderful, beautiful neighbors. All have come to realize how able and how pleasant our relationship has become. Mm. No, I don't think I think there must be some kind of a watchdog on the social media thing. So we Excellent can... point, Mrs. Govinda. We didn't think of that, did we, uh, uh, Dr. Rawat? We, there needs to be some sort of regulation, do you think? Absolutely. I think, you know, there are some kind of like, um, what do you say, things on the, the drawing board in a sense where people are thinking of, you know, how to regulate, how to manage. In my practice, I get a lot of times parents and things coming through and how to manage and how to regulate these things. And I know overseas, there are certain countries. I mean, granted, those countries are not looked on in the best light, but uh, they also do try and regulate some of them that actually have banned some of these things because they found that it's unmanageable um, from from their point of view. So, yeah, it is definitely an important thing. But you've got to also look at when you have some kind of regulation. How do you how do you um, what you say? Um, how do you apply it? How do you enforce it? You know, what are the repercussions? How you manage this? I mean, I have lots of times patients uh, who are being harassed and things on social media and people, f- you know, develop false uh, um, profiles, profiles like and things. Said, and yeah. there's no avenues. Yeah. The, the police can't do anything about it. The people mm. are just left on their own. The, the, the telephone uh, companies can't help. They can't trace numbers. Mm. They can't uh, give you other information. Um, this goes on and on. And people are victimized and abused in this way. Mm. And right here in South Africa, right up to now, on a daily basis. Mm. And so if those things can happen, I don't know how, if we have to put in regulations of other, you know, to try and manage bigger populations, how are we going to do that? How is it going to be monitored? Infringing the rights of people yeah. here and, and nothing can be done about it. So it is a huge area that actually needs to be looked into. 0893108789, that's the number you can call us on. 0716137803 is the WhatsApp line. I've got a comment from Asha in Midrand, Johannesburg, who says, I think people share way too much information on social media. If I look at my timeline and see the things some of my friends post, I cannot believe how they still have their jobs. Because <laughs> one of the things that deters me from social media is the fact that my company monitors and people have been fired because of something they post and share or comment on. Thank you very much for your comments there, Asha from Midrand. Let's go to... Oh, Salim's back on the line. Salim, we missed you. Hi, Salim. Uh, good afternoon, Salma. Hi, Salim. Go ahead. a good topic. Yeah, go ahead. You see, the thing is, the thing is, you know, 
the communication is moving so fast. We are in a different age. The times have changed. Things are in such a state, and there's a different platform of communication, WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You know, it's going to be very hard to contain and control the thing. Information is going to move. We just got to see what you like and what you don't like. But to say that, you know what, you're going to put a stop or control, I think it's virtually, you know, not possible. Mm. It's going to happen. I think you just got to be selective on what you want to read and what you don't want to read. Mm. Delete what you don't want. Okay, and and like like the the young lawyer we heard who actually told us, if you're not prepared to put it up on a billboard, why are you putting it up on social media? Oh eight nine three one zero eight seven eight nine. I'm going to go back to that video that was number seven uh, trending on YouTube, and it says this will leave you speechless. That's the name of the video. Um, Rachel and I will post it up after the talk show, so you can actually have a, a look at it. Um, and I know the breakfast show on uh, Lotus FM did play it this week. It's uh, Denzel Washington, and he's talking about fake news and what that actually means. Here, they talk about addiction. Did you know that social media can be addictive? We're going to ask Dr. Rawat about that a little later. But first... We now know that many of the major social media companies hire individuals called attention engineers who borrow principles from Las Vegas casino gambling, among other places, to try to make these products as addictive as possible. In South Korea, internet addiction is classified along with alcohol, cigarettes, and gambling as an addiction. There you go. Attention engineers, doctor. That's what they're called now. And um, they said the same thing about Mixit. Mm. Remember when Mixit was in fashion in those days? And now that ended. Now it's social media. So the next big thing will probably cause a major upset for that particular generation. But in your practice, do you deal with a lot of cases involving social media, its impact on society and especially addiction? I do deal with with a certain number. It's not very frequent. More often it is related to that. So children with behavior problems, attention issues, uh, discipline problems, that kind of thing that are linked to this in that children insist on having the devices. Um, Parents also, I mean, at fault because they get them the devices. So, I mean, if you're looking at a three-year-old, they don't really need an an iPad. Um, So parents also need to regulate. And so I deal a lot with those kinds of things as well. You know, in relation to the addictions, I deal more with the traditional addictions, but you do find people who are kind of like hooked on these kinds of things. And what happens with these, for example, with devices, the screens, in particular, the blue light is a huge problem. It it affects sleep very badly. Right. So what happens is it it, um, affects melatonin production, which is what you need for sleep. Now, with the sun, the sun has blue light. Now, blue light is not visible to the eye as blue light. Right. So just firstly, um, it's in the in the frequency of of light and the blue light in the sunlight changes all through the day. So in the mornings, it's a lot higher and it gets less in the evening. So our eyes are so well designed that they pick up the levels of that and that tells us when you must be awake and when you must be sleeping Mm. so as we go through into the evening now devices have blue light in them and what happens is now it confuses and messes up our own regulation our bodily biological regulation so it affects sleep very badly so the blue light you get in devices but you also get them in fluorescent lights and led in particular so um the cleverness of you know, the people that be who are making the box out of all this mm. have designed these LED TVs and things. So and now all our globes are LED. And what happens that has blue light in it. And now what's happening is our body can't tell the difference between day and night per se. Mm. And so it's affecting sleep. And this is why I get so many people with sleep problems as well. So if we're dealing with sleep problems, then I would also start regulating their exposure to blue light, where they need to put off the screens or some like my phone has a a setting for cutting out the blue light. Yeah, I've seen Um, that. Yeah. So that's one thing where you have to cut that out. And even with globes, it's like Mm. hell trying to find a normal globe these Mm. days, by the way, because I've done that. Uh, (laughs) When you say normal, you mean from our generation? Yes, from our generation. Those round ones. <laughs> yes, but now they got the round ones, but they've yeah. got us bluffed nicely because inside is the LED. Are bapre. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Doc, we're going to come back to you. I've got yeah. someone who sent uh, a, a message on WhatsApp and uh, they want to remain anonymous. And they're telling me, sadly, you did not acknowledge the facts that I messaged. You read my message. What about the watchdog? Oh, oh, there it is. Okay. Social media like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, etc. is a disaster to people's well-being. There's a way to use it in a positive manner, but in reality, it creates more emotional stress and platform for murder has proved. Now, we need to take a step back and analyze uh, on well-being and switch off. 
Social media currently should be refined and given basic ways of using it as it is done in China. Mm, that's another mm. weird one we're going to have to talk about. Mm. Now, follow their ways of control as a government and stop abusive texting. People don't realize that money is time and Time is also money, I suppose. Mm. That's what they want to say. So how much revenue of life is lost when one can be doing more productive things, wasting time, battering on these non-productive social media sites? How true. Absolutely. That, that you know, revenue, uh, how much revenue of life is lost Absolutely. when you could be doing something more productive. 0893108789, Yasmin Roy has been holding on very patiently. Good afternoon, Yasmin. Good afternoon, Salma. How are you? Alhamdulillah. How are you? Fine. Thank you, Salma. Uh, I want to really emphasize on this uh, Facebook and social media. I feel, you know, uh, you get uh, always, everybody, we're always uh, guilty of the fact that we are blaming the polices, they're not doing their job. But do you notice people, if they are leaving their home and uh, they're going overseas or whatever it is, they bought new cars or whatever, it, they are on social media putting it on Facebook, I'm leaving for overseas when they reach uh, come back again, I'm back. Now, isn't these all causing the neighborhood to know, whoever knows, hey, you know, that house, those people are gone. Mm. They're doing a wedding. They're going to have... But, but I got a comment here from Nita Amedas, and she says it's a great show, Newsbreak, but we don't add criminals onto our friend list. Criminals can't see what you're posting. Yeah, but uh, now imagine now you... I, what I'm talking about, social media, they on Facebook, you are... There are things that people are putting that is not necessary. You know, these are causing unnecessary problem in in our life today, especially in the life that we are living. You know, it's a very uh, scary. You're scared. You you posting things of babies, of children. How they now? These are the things that I don't think, as a parent and a granny, it's worth it. All right. Thank you very much for your comments, Yasmin Roy. We certainly do understand, and uh, which brings me back to something Yasmin mentioned. A parent and, and a granny. We're going to come to children just now, but let's go to Anonymous first. Good afternoon, Anonymous. Uh, good day. Uh, wonderful show. Um, Thank you. Great to all your guests. I just want to bring another facet into social media that I think, um, especially with women, yeah. um, like, for example, people that are trying to date or find partner mm. and um, they're on social media and you befriend somebody, What's actually happening now is with all these filters, people are actually not what they seem to be in real life. And uh, the appeal is not to use these filters uh, because I myself, when I was single and looking for a partner, yeah. I can tell you I've been to many, many coffee dates where <laughs> what the person looked like on uh, social media and what they looked wait, like wait, in wait, real life. I just want to know, did you eventually settle down? Uh, yes, yes, and I did. did. Look but like I did. Mean, on social media? Uh, no, eventually what actually happened was I stopped uh, looking for dates on social media until I met the person face to face. Well done. Because, I'm proud of yeah. you. I'm proud of yeah. you because in the because old days, the, the, the guys had to come up to us and, and chat to us, isn't yes, it? Yes. Face to face, like, but, like Dr. Rao would say. Thing. But it, it, it's a serious thing and my appeal is just to be yourself. Yeah. Uh, if you look at what girls are doing on, on these, on these uh, apps, is they're making themselves look something that they're not. The number one thing is they're making themselves look a lot lighter skin. Yeah, it's uh, ludicrous, isn't it? Different angles. Mm. And they actually give themselves a false sense of security and the person that's coming to meet them. Well, so I won't lie to you. I, I, think I was actually guilty of that. I created a hashtag called uh, No Filter, Only Golden Pearl. And it earned a lot of traction, I must say. <laughs> but yes, I understand yes. what you're saying when they when they say they create make themselves fairer or more prettier or, you know, their eyes are bigger or something like that. We're going to talk Absolutely. to Dr. Rawit and find out what kind of impact that has uh, on society. But first, um, Surendra Daya sent me a message. Hi, Mr. Daya. Good to hear from you after a long time. He says, uh, hi, Salma. Welcome to Newsbreak Talk. I missed you on the radio. Thank you for welcoming me back. Uh, also, the webcam is not working at Lotus FM, so I cannot see your presentation. What I do not like about social media is the scams that are put on at times where you have to like something and you will win a prize. You then like it and wait for the ti for time kingdom come. These should be banned from the social media. There you go. Just like Shah Rukh Khan, put me on the Facebook. These should be banned from the social media. Thank you very much, Surendra Daya, for your comment. But I want to go back to the issue of children. Dr. Rawat, we're going to talk about children and babies. Now, I simply love the social media pictures of happy, smiling babies, this cute, fat 
cuddly fingers, the drooling, toothless smiles. But we spoke to Karen Pillay, who is an independent child's rights activist, and she gives us the lowdown on how dangerous posting children's pictures can be. If you look at the Children's Act, it states that anything that is done for the child should be in the best interest of the child. And if you look at the, a journalist's guideline on publications as well, it also states the same thing, that it should be in the best interest of the child. And for that reason, even poverty porn, as we, we know it, where you portray a child in a particular light, that is not acceptable. And people who are found guilty of that can be fined according to the law. So what are the legalities around posting pictures of your child or somebody else's child? Is there a difference? Definitely. The law is the same on both counts because a child is a child and should be protected from harm. And harm via social media, I think parents, family members, friends, associates, everybody is so excited and they post on social media media regularly. You'll find them uploading pictures of the child, the school, showing the child's name, age of the child, child in various dress codes, even in swimsuits and things like that. Yes, I can understand the excitement of these family members and all of that, but they're not realizing that not only are their friends following him, pedophiles, perverts, sexual predators, human traffickers. There's a whole host of predators actually hunting and sourcing. And now when you you post about the child, you're giving them full info on accessing the child. They see full frontal face. They can distinguish the child. They know the school the child is working in. They know the house. Remember on Google Maps, if you say, I live in a particular area, it can pinpoint the area you're living in. So your child is becoming more at risk through the actions of families and friends on a daily basis. People are not realizing that if I upload, say, my granddaughter's photo, somebody now knows there's a girl child that is born in that family. They can track that girl child as she's growing through a life cycle. They can track that girl child and they'll be able to see at a particular age that they're now hunting this child. I'm not saying this to become alarmist and to create this, but people, celebrities are realizing it because of the modus operandi of criminals. They are now so social and media and tech savvy that they're tracking children using using the information provided by well-meaning family members and friends. So what are the guidelines that you can provide for that excited parent or aunt or uncle who is posting pictures of the child? So firstly, they need to look at their privacy settings. And when you're posting a photo of a child, make sure you don't put in the school or the full name of the child. For example, this is my niece or nephew's first day at um, Hillview Primary School. Something like that, you know, where you're giving particular details. Try to ensure that it's a side view of a child so that anybody that is tracking any of these um, sexual predators and pedophiles and, and scum of the earth, sorry to say this, but they will not be able to clearly identify the child. So try to be protective in every action. Remember that child's safety in every action that you do on social media. And that's uh, Karen Pele. She's a child's rights activist. We're going to post that full interview on IONO and share that on the Newsbreak page so you can actually catch up with what Karen was speaking about, the lowdown and how dangerous uh, posting children's pictures can be. So, Dr. Rawat, what are the rights of a child? When is too soon to expose your child to social media? Well, you know, in my opinion, there's no real need to expose your child to social media. That's the first thing. I mean, when children or any adult mm. exposes a child, even with, as we were talking about putting up pictures, mm. we actually put up the picture for ourselves. Mm. It's actually not for the child. It doesn't serve the child in any way. So it is actually... There is no need for us to put that out there for children. Mm-hmm. And if you look at social media, social media is basically an adult arena. You know, it is supposed to be where somebody has the mental capacity, 
has grown up enough, is developed enough to make decisions in relation to that. The child does not have that capacity to make those decisions. So you're violating the child's rights in a sense if you are exposing a child to something that they haven't uh, given consent to. But I mean, Doc, there's all these kiddies apps that are available mm. right now. You mm. can teach them um, reading, writing, you mm. know, just using... Uh, uh, we call children now digital mm. natives because they're the ones who are born literally yeah. with the cell phone in their hand. Absolutely. And we've got to be very careful with that. Remember apps and all that. Where did they initially start? There may be some good-hearted people, but mainly it starts from money. How mm. do I make money? So mm. people pay for these apps or whatever it is. So when we're looking at that, we've got to realize that a lot of these things out there are not the best interest of our child. Yeah. They're the best interest of whoever developed it or whatever they want to do. Okay. And I think that's important. Mm. And also you've got to look at there's a lot of damage that comes from the le- electronic development. Devices. There's like neurological changes that they are beginning to track in children and things that are exposed to devices from an early age. Mm. So there's a lot of damage, attention issues and things like that coming up from the damage caused by these devices. 0893108789, that's the number you can call us on. It's almost nine minutes to two right now. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. Doc was talking about something that's really pertinent. And from that video, which uh, we took from YouTube, it's called This Will Leave You Speechless. Um, let's find out what it ha- what happens to children and uh, these di- digital devices. Right now, an infant is getting their first iPhone and learning to tap and swipe all while drooling on it. 92% of two-year-olds play video games because that is what parents are putting in front of their precious children to keep them entertained and quiet. To keep them entertained and quiet. That's what parents are doing. They're throwing these devices in front of their children. What does it actually mean when your child is given too much information? What happened to the good old days of uh, going in the kitchen kitchen with Nani or, or Papa or whoever, making roti, learning to eat that raw dough, uh, frying the samosas, learning to you know do things in the kitchen, do things outside, making mud pies, playing in the sun. What happened to all those good old days? I'm going to take you to a comment quickly and then we're going to go to a quick break on WhatsApp. Uh, I got this from Hi. I'm Sandira of Tongart in Greylands. I just want to say social media is spoiling our kids because of porn and stuff like that. And that's the thing causing teenage pregnancy. Girls taking out pictures, showing their bodies half nude. Where is the respect? My policy is parents, beware what your kids are doing on social media. Good advice there. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. Keep it locked on. You can still call me 089-310-8789. It's exactly 5 to 2 right now. This is Newsbreak Talk on Lotus FM. And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about social media. And it just so happens that tomorrow's program is also going to be covering a little bit of aspect on that. So you can also have an opportunity to tune in tomorrow and give us your thoughts. But uh, first, we're going to go to Selvin, who's been waiting on the line so patiently. Good afternoon, Hi, welcome back, Selma. And hi to Dr. Rawat and Karina. Uh, thanks to both of them, I've learned something about children posting media. You know, I get excited about my grandkids coming on. Mm. But uh, Salma, the point here, no one's spoken about is, you get friend requests. People say, I'd like to be your friend, but you don't even know who they are. So that's one. And the other aspect I was going to bring up is like Mark Zuckerberg himself had been really interrogated by the American government for certain issues. So I'm suggesting, after firstly, once again, I must thank you all for what I've learned, you too, I'm saying, shouldn't social media just be used to incentivize people, for instance, athletics, sports, news media, giving them communication about what, like Malema said, or something like that, and keep away family issues. And the last point, I just want to quickly find out, when you talk about your children in a group, does that get exposed to the rest of everyone else? And lastly, but not least, I must emphasize the fact that you're logged in. You there, Salma? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm saying the login that you get into your... Uh, Facebook and your news, you must change them off re- uh, regularly mm. so that the guys cannot hack into your system like mm. they did into Liberty last week. Mm, that's Time for but thanks for everything. Nice to hear you. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Salvin. Some good advice there from Salvin, changing your passwords, eh? And uh, it just so happened that Doc mentioned it to me that we should choose our friends wisely <laughs> in all aspects. And I think social Absolutely. media is just that microcosm where, I mean, our parents used to tell us that. Choose your friends wisely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the same, same applies. Absolutely. Oh eight nine three one zero eight seven eight nine. Doc, we're going to round up now. And uh, we found out that after the whole Shashi Naidu apology, the press conference, the hosts actually remarked, uh, don't copy and paste. Mm-hmm. And 
that's just the generation we are in, right? Do our youngsters read as much as they should? Do they actually realize the power of social media that they have? I think, you know, when you talk about information overload, there's a lot out there. I mean, you're looking at our time frames. I mean, a lot of us look at uh, Facebook and check this or that out in between things. So there's not a lot of time. You're just like going through quickly. Something looks like it's important. Something like clicks into some kind of idea or some kind of view that you have. And you feel like, no, it's something that's important that should be, you know, like uh, reinforced out there. But often we don't read the whole thing. We don't look at the whole video. We don't read the whole post. We don't check the person out. And there are mistakes that do happen because of that. And I think it's important, and this is an example of that, that people need to be extremely careful in relation to that, that rather take a time out and look at it later on. Because we feel that there's too much to do. There's not enough time. And this is why we just doing things quickly out there. Now the consequences are coming back to bite a lot of people. So I think this is an example of that, but people need to watch things, even with friends. When you look at somebody and you check them, you see there's lots of, you get lots of friend invites, you know, and you've got to look at, okay, what's your profile about? Firstly, is it really a personal profile or is it a public profile? Mm. That's the first thing. Mm. Secondly, you've got to look at, okay, if you click on the person, is there no details at all? Because you get profiles like that. And you do get ones that don't have profile pictures. You know, absolutely. And then you can see that they're holding back information. What is that about? You know, you're hiding. Yes, exactly. So you've got to be careful with a lot of those things. Mm. So you've got to check out, is it somebody you know? How did this person find you? Who's the other people that that, that they know? And granted, even if they know people that you know, there are mistakes sometimes that you can make in relation to that. So you've got to be very careful. Just like you'd let somebody else into your life, you've got to look at, are you going to let this person into your life? Good question. And And if this person comes to your life, what effects is it going to have? Hmm. And are they going to take your child's pictures or any pictures that you're posting? Because as I mentioned earlier with the harassed, the patients and things, Hmm. uh, people find pictures elsewhere. So when they set up these false profiles, they get these people's pictures from other things because they know them in their lives, Hmm. from friends or from actual things they actually shared together Mm. or from WhatsApp pictures, whatever, and they put it up so it looks genuine. Mm. And then they start sending out stuff. So if people can do that, then you can imagine what an actual criminal criminal mind can do with information that's out there. Yeah, very dangerous. Absolutely. Thank you very much for joining us on Newsbreak Talk this afternoon, Dr. Sharona Rawat. And um, I must apologize, but we have too many WhatsApp comments and I couldn't get to all of them. But thank you very much for commenting. So how much is too much of information? We found out that freedom of expression is a right, but it's not absolute. A good rule of thumb would be, uh, like you heard the young lawyer telling us, would you put it on a billboard? No. If you don't, why post it on social media? In days of your mother, Teresa did excellent charity work, but did she post that information on her garden gate for every passerby to see? No. It was word of mouth. So social media can be fun and entertaining. And remember, just play within the rules. Watch what you say because you can be traced and you can be charged. Use social media effectively to grow your brand. Keep in contact with family and friends. And above all, use it wisely to be a guiding light. From me, Salma Patel and Rachel Vardy, keep it locked on to Lotus FM. News is up next with Genevieve Lanka.